black hair jokes rooted in self-hate you know did you catch that one rooted pun intended pun definitely intended so what brought about um this topic for today is something that happened recently which i know that you guys are all probably sick about sick of hearing and seeing but like just bear with me bear with me because it's it's just going to be like a segue into what i'm talking about um but basically what happened at the was it the oscars i don't know i think it is the oscars the award show with chris rock and um will smith so what happened basically what happened is chris rock was presenting an award and he made a joke and said jada can't wait for gi jane too right so if you're like me you're like mm? <laughs> what's G- i actually i've heard of gi jane but i didn't like know the movie i never like saw it so um i googled it and i'm sure google's also tired of like <laughs> what is gi jane too <laughs> so um basically gi jane is a movie about the first woman to go through a special ops training and she's white and um she shaves all her hair off uh the main actress she shaved all her hair off so the joke was basically because i don't think there is a gi jane too so the joke is that um jada was gonna be in it so jay why jada right because jada has something called alopecia i don't know if i'm pronouncing that properly but it's basically a partial or complete absence of hair from areas of the body that it normally grows in aka boldness right for sure boldness she suffered from boldness and excuse me she says that initially initially it was terrifying when it first started. She said that she spoke about it on the Red Table Talk, which is um her talk show with her daughter and her mom or grandma, auntie, I'm actually not sure, but her family. Um, and She says, you know, it was terrifying when it first started. She realized this in the shower. She was just showering and just like patches and patches of her hair were falling out. So then she um got diagnosed and then found out that she was suffering from that. And, you know, it's, why is this even a thing? You know, like, why am I even talking about it? Because I think for a lot of women out there, we can all relate that your hair is your identity. It plays such a big role in your identity. I think it's like deeper than um, men, I would say, um, black women specifically. So um, the aftermath of that um, situation is um, Jada rolls her eyes at the joke and Will Smith laughs, but then he goes off to the stage and slaps Chris Rock. I know. Uh, and then he yells, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Right. Intense. So why, what, like, what was the big point? Like, what was the big deal about it? I, I really felt like talking about it because even to me, like, my hair has so much power in the way that I choose to wear it. So I think that's why it was such a big deal for Jada because she doesn't have a choice. She she is losing her hair, so she's going bold. And you can see throughout her entire career or her life, you know, as a black woman, she had dabbled and experimented in different styles and just different looks and all that thing. And, you know, it, it's fun. So I'm sure it was a struggle for her to realize that she didn't have the choice anymore about how is she going to look, how is she going to wear her hair because as black women we take so much pride in it i know there's a joke somewhere where somebody was like as a black woman 
Um, even if you just did your hair that day, you're thinking about what hair you're going to have in like two months or what hair you're going to have for this event or that event. Like it's such, it's such a part of your identity and your being. I'm getting excited. I don't know if you can hear. <laughs> so um, what does black hair mean, you know, to, to black women? So we're going to take it back a little bit. So in early um, pre-colonial civilizations, that's before like, um, co colonialism and you know white influence western european influences black hairstyles could indicate a person's family background social status marital status um if you didn't know already this is kind of something i i know for a while but um i'm aware that there aren't people that know that um that at, yeah at a certain point in time your hairstyle um is what told people about you whether you were married whether you have uh, uh, marrying age, whether you are um, expecting a child, if you're a royalty, and all of those different things. So later on, laws were passed in the 18th century that forced Black women to cover their hair in public. So like when you see throughout history, that the way the Black women were attacked or demeaned and and yeah, and all those things, is through their hair, is attacking their hair, is by shaving the slave's hair or um, when they're free after that, um, not being able to have their natural hair out in public, they have to cover it up with the scarf. So it's like, you don't have to shave your hair, but just don't you know, wear it in public. And then in the 1960s, the Afro became a symbol of self-empowerment and activism. Like there is so much weight to it it's not just hair and that's what it makes me like it really upsets me if somebody or anybody just says it's just hair you know what's the big idea it, the big idea is we've been having to deal with this hair for centuries firstly you know our predecessors and our ancestors and then each and every one of our lives i know for a fact that everybody has at least you know one hair story um, okay, so I want to share mine. I think I have quite a couple, but I think I'm going to share the one. I was in primary school, grade school, middle school. <laughs> trying to cover all my bases so everyone gets what I'm saying. Um, I had relaxed my hair, which means that um, I had chemically altered it to make it straighter, right? So um, chemically straightening my hair using some like mousse or whatever. It burns, yeah, mo you can ask most people, it does burn, but apparently, you know, the more it burns, it just means that it's working, just let it burn a little longer, and I got straight hair, cool, and then, like, it kind of wore out after, after a, a while, you have to keep on going to get it treated and stuff, so I didn't, and so it, I don't want to say it looked like an umbrella, but it kind of did, like a mushroom, right on top of my head and I was fine with it I was just like you know this is my hair um and until there was one boy in my class one white boy he was like what's up umbrella head I was like huh and everybody laughed and everybody thought it was so funny and I was like hmm okay so it was like kind of like a bob but it was wide bob. It wasn't like that bob that, that that's like swaying in the window or whatever. It's that stiff bob, you know? It's the umbrella mushroom bob. So ever since that day, he actually called me like umbrella head like every day, I think for a year. I was I was such a like 
push over as a kid. Like you could you could walk all over me as a young kid. I I wasn't I never really stood up for myself. I just like laughed it off, but it hurt, you know? It really hurt because he had no idea the amount of effort, time and money that goes into like taking care of my hair or or trying to be presentable, you know, as a as an African as a black woman, you have to look presentable. You can't roll out of bed and what and what walk out the house in the state that your hair is in that maybe our European counterparts can kind of, you know, get away with or spending less time and energy on like brushing it, combing it, tying it, straightening it, whatever, um, in the morning. So for me, you know, then we have things like protective hairstyles where it's like, okay, if you're going to work, you're going to have a certain hairstyle so that you save time in the morning that you're not, you know, doing your hair for an hour and things like that. It's like, it's more than just my hair. It's my identity. It's all the stuff that I had to do back home, all the items that I had to buy, all the extra items that I had to buy that he probably wouldn't, or other girls probably wouldn't, to try and assimilate. So I think that's where like the hurt came because I was trying to look like the others and they they were still like targeting me and making fun of me. So yeah, that definitely that definitely hurt. I think that's the only time I can remember. Um yeah, that's that's basically the only time. And then I went to in high school, I went to a girls' high school and yeah, they had they had a little bit of an issue if your hair was like natural. They'll be like, Well, you know, that's not presentable if it was in an afro. That's not presentable. And you know, who's to say? Who who is to say that it's presentable? Presentable would be more like western and european standards right right and that's like our history well maybe not our history but definitely american history and it's basically a shared experience that we have because in this institutional bias against black hair that still exists today you know there's women that are on tv and they all have like weaves or straight hair or whatever and the ones with natural hair aren't really seen as like people like somebody on the same level as somebody who would have straighter hair and there was um an incident maybe you do know about it maybe you don't about a school in south africa here in south africa and it was a girls school basically what they said is that the girls the black girls were not allowed to have an afro so wear their hair naturally um and if they did, then they could not write their exam. So they actually protested against it. And it got a little bit of like international coverage. And it was a big deal because, you know, that's our hair in our natural state. And we're being attacked because of it. It's a constant like battle of trying to assimilate. And yet, you know, we're not being accepted. And that's why cultural appreci- appropriation, appreciation, my bad. Cultural appropriation is such a big deal because we've been oppressed because of our hair. We've been oppressed because of how it looks. We've been told to shave it off, you know, wear a scarf. And these are actual laws that have once upon a time were there to try and control black women's identities. So it's such a big deal when we're when we can choose how to wear it, right? Because we've been oppressed 
for so long. So when we can choose however to wear our hair, it's like, oh, you know, birth of fresh hair. Like, huh, I feel some freedom. I feel some autonomy over my body. And that's what it is for me too. Like having ownership of your body, you, you have a sense of pride. And when you take somebody's like pride away, you're taking away their humanity. You're taking away their self-respect. You're taking away the value of how they feel about themselves and themselves in society. So it's like the illusion that we're freaks, the illusion that we can choose to wear our hair however we want to, because then there was a, a case as well with Google where it said where you could search unprofessional hairstyles for work, right? And what showed up? Black women with their natural hair. And it wasn't even like afros, like those big like 1960s afros it was like women with um curly hair uh it's it's flowy for me it's like nice hair you know because in the black community you can have nice hair or nappy unruly hair and that's like you know self-hate that's something that we've taught ourselves that's something that we've kind of like battered and bruised ourselves with is oh my hair looks terrible i need to do something to it and that's because of all the messaging that we've received over centuries, over social media, over um, coworkers and, and employers and things like that. Oh, speaking of, I, I, I do have another story. Yay. Okay. So the other story that I have is um, when I was in DC, I wore my hair naturally the one time. So I'm, I'm, I was working as a chef for those of you that don't know. I was working as a chef and I think I had like corners in my hair. Oh, no, I just tied it back. Yeah, I tied it back and I had like the little poofs at the back. Cool. And then I had like a chef hat that you have to wear. It's not it's not the one you're thinking of. It's like kind of smaller. <laughs> That's for like the big chef. So we had like a little small hat that I put on. And, you know, I had my cute little poof at the back, got my edges out, cute little, you know, earrings. You know, I, I looked cute. Like I liked how I looked. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to get it today. I look good. My hair is professional, you know. And, um... I didn't get any compliments, which I was okay with. Um, I was I was totally fine with that because I knew I felt beautiful. I knew that I looked beautiful and I felt beautiful as well. The next day, I decided to switch it up, you know, as black girls do with their hair. And I wore a wig. Yeah, I wore a bob wig, like a short hair bob wig. And I didn't, I didn't, I tie it no I didn't tie it it was it was too short to tie it back so I just had my hat on and you could like see the little bob you know sticking out so okay I'm going to work I'm going to work and you know I, I'm sure you guys have also gone through this but like all the non-black people just being like oh you straightened your hair oh your hair looks so nice today your hair looks so pretty um oh and then yeah i will never forget this i really wish i did but i i won't i guess because it's been two years <laughs> ever since this man made this comment so one of my uh chefs came to me and he was like oh your hair looks nice today and i was like oh thanks okay he, he couldn't leave it there though he couldn't leave it there he had to take a break from it he goes um yeah i prefer you straighten your hair i was like um what <laughs> you really you should have seen me i was like i was like a computer trying to like register something that doesn't understand i was i was malfunctioning like my my head was like huh you what like this is what 
this is who I am. Like, that's my identity. That's my hair. And he's telling me, oh, I prefer you straighten your hair. Like, never mind that it's a whole wig on top of my hair. I didn't straighten my hair. He was like, I prefer you with straightened hair. So I was like, wow. Like, to me, that was so deep because he was of European descent. So, you know, that was just his idea of beauty. That was his idea of attractiveness. So the issue, the issue doesn't come with that. That was his idea of attractiveness and beauty. The issue comes when now you're trying to force it on me. And it's like, no, 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 baby. That is, that's not it. That's not who I am. This is who I am. And I don't want to cover it up. I don't want to assimilate. And that's, that's the thing that I'm trying to like emphasize is having the choice. That's what's so important and like such a privilege for black women is to have a choice of how to show up instead of being coerced, you know, even through um, black people in our own society and our own culture who have that, you know, internalized self-hate that, you know, maybe they were told over and over and over what's appropriate or what's professional or what's attractive. And then they just kind of, you know, what you call this, pass, pass that down onto other people. So I was definitely taken aback and really shocked and surprised because in South Africa, like, there isn't a big, um, like, wig and weave culture. I found that more in America. In South Africa, a girl can go out with cornrows. And um, if you don't know what cornrows are, please, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, I really don't know how to describe it. But um, it's basically you're doing a natural hairstyle. Let me say that. You're doing a natural hairstyle. She can go out the house. She can go to the mall. She can go party with her cornrows, right? But in America, I I hardly saw anybody with cornrows. And I remember my friend telling me, she was like, oh, well, if you have cornrows, people think that, you know, you're about to get a wig installed. So to get a wig installed, you need to have cornrows to flatten your hair so that the wig looks more natural. I mean, come on. Can you guys hear all of these steps and all of these extra measures to just try and look a certain way that other people might not have ever experienced in their lives so they don't know they don't necessarily know how that feels to be part of your identity all right yeah i'm going i'm going a lot um so i spoke about cultural appropriation and how it's why is it a big deal it's not just a hairstyle it's not just clothes it's not it's a thing of if you're not part of that culture usually nine times out of ten you haven't done the research as to why do they look like that why are they closed that like that way why do they have those sort of hair accessories and things like that because at a point in time that was the root of my oppression or that was the root of that specific culture's oppression and now a different culture that doesn't belong in um said culture is making money, benefiting, seeing more, seeming more popular or better by having that exact thing. And this doesn't necessarily mean, you know, white women wearing braids or black hairstyles. This also could be black women um, wearing what you call those like Indian uh, costume, sorry, Indian um, clothes as a costume, you know, and it's not a costume. It's not something that you can just buy and put it on. We don't know the history about it. You haven't researched 
why they chose to look a certain way, why they chose to have, you know, two braids and feathers in their hair and things like that. So I think it's just a thing about like, let's just be a little bit more aware, you know, that it's not just hair. It's it's my identity. It's so much more rooted in that. And there was a time where in America, women were getting um, fired because they came to work with their natural hair. They didn't come with the wig. They didn't come with the straight hair. They came with their natural hair. And even something as braids, which in the Black culture is seen as a protective hairstyle, um, you know, is seen as something as... Um, unprofessional having braids or unprofessionals having locks and it's the people that are making these rules or making these decisions deciding that it's unprofessional is people that are not black you know so they have no idea about your hair and how it's linked to your identity it's just about oh you know assimilate and I'm sure if that you know my chef was like in charge of making the rules or code of conduct would have been like yeah your hair better look a certain way in the kitchen, you know, but I was fine with my poof. I, I went back to my poof. I, I, I would have a wig, have my natural hair, have braids. At that time, I got into a, a better place of self knowledge and self awareness and understanding. So it didn't really make me feel bad. And unfortunately, not everybody can say that, you know, um, a lot of people still go through feeling like their value um is decreased if their hair looks a certain way or if they don't look like if their hair doesn't look like everybody else you know because then where's our real freedom where's our real choice because this is supposed to be like a free world this is supposed to be you know free speech and do this do whatever you want and you know but for black women we still have restrictions we're still maneuvering within a society that has these rules against how we look and that is so like vain and on the surface because it has nothing to do with my personality. It has nothing to do with my ability to cook or not, my ability to work, my ability to work at a higher level than, you know, some black people. But just about how I look. It's not that it's disturbing anybody, you know, it's not it's not suffocating nobody that I'm walking down the road. It just you don't like how it looks. So black hair has the power to dictate how others treat you, in turn, how you feel and how you value yourself. I'm going to say that one more time, because when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Black hair has the power to dictate how others treat you. It has the power, you guys, the hair on your head, your crown, it that inanimate object has the power to dictate how other people treat you, in turn, how you feel and how you value yourself. If I'm going to an interview, you know, there's like small little things that us as Black women have learned about the treatment that we receive based on the hair that we have, based on the area that you live in, because it's not always, you know, the same. And if I... I'm going to go to an interview as an African, as black, as a black woman in South Africa, I would rather have um, braids or I'd rather like have a wig. And I'm not going there with that afro. And it doesn't, it doesn't even have to do with, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, wait, <laughs> I have a third story. I, I, I didn't realize, but now that I'm talking about it, I have a third story. So this one is, I went, okay, so I learned the hard way, right? I went to an interview for a uh, chef internship, so like training at a certain place. 
and I wore my hair as an afro because I love my I love my afro I love my hair um the, the way it is naturally okay <laughs> so um that's how I went um uh, I didn't have any problem with it and you know one of the questions that the interviewer asked me was your hair is quite big and I was like oh yeah thank you I'm taking it as a compliment but she's worried she says um, how are you gonna how are you gonna get all of that in a in a hat? Can you can you fit that in a hat? I was like taken aback. I said, <laughs> I wanted to. I almost laughed in her face. You guys, I was like, but I didn't. I didn't. I was like, oh no, yeah, I can tie it up. Don't worry about it. I can tie it up. <laughs> and um, she was like, oh okay. So, you know, black hair does have the power to like people treat you differently based on the hair that you have and. I'm sure a lot of women do have that experience, whether it's at work, whether it's, you know, going to the grocery store, going to the shops, you might get more attention or less attention looking a certain way um, and things like that. So I saw this other video on YouTube where this girl, uh, she said, basically what she did, she was like, okay, I'm going to walk the streets of England with my Afro and then I'm going to walk the streets of England with my hair tied up, you know, with gel, slick back and everything. And there was somebody behind her who had like his phone in his pocket, but it was recording everybody else's reactions. So he's walking behind her, right? So when people walked behind her in her afro, like a lot of people would turn around, you know, and look and like stare. Um, and then they would they they would even ask like a few people like, oh hey, like I noticed you um looked back, and you know what was the reason. And surprisingly, like a lot of people just said that it was it was beautiful, you know, it was something that they had not seen often. It was something that, yeah, they didn't they, they rarely saw. And then when she had the slick back hair with the gel and the little poof at the back, like how I did the little bun at the back, um, you know, less people looked at her. But there was some people that did. So they interviewed those people and were like, hey, like, why? We were looking at her hair and he was just like, well, it looked like a lot of a lot of work. Like it looked like she put a lot of effort into doing it. And I was just like, oh, my God. And this wasn't even a black guy. I was just like, yes, you get it. Like you understand. Like if if so many more people can have more, you know, empathy, you know, don't, don't feel bad for us. Just have an understanding that we have all these things that we could do with our hair we have these things that we need to these extra steps basically and these extra tools that we use um to get our hair to look certain ways and i think when the other guy was saying that you know you don't see that uh women with afros in the street or on tv he was telling the truth because you know even still to this day and age representation in the media and things like that it's 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 not really there in terms of women with natural hair. So as a as a young girl, I never saw anybody with like an afro on TV. But in South Africa, it was like more accepted, I'd say. But there still were people who would have an issue with my hair. But I feel like if there was more diversity in who you saw on TV, because in like be, growing up in South Africa and seeing American movies and tv it was always women with straight hair and with and for the longest time i actually thought that was their hair i was like oh my gosh like african-american women got such long hair it's so much nicer than ours because we all rocking afros 
not knowing like that most most of the time it was a wig and then i would even be like <gasps> you know oh my gosh so it was just like this realization of oh wait we actually all have the same hair we all go through the same things with our hair so the fact that you know people saying certain things when that guy said to me that like, i prefer you with straight hair and it wasn't even my hair it was a wig but he's just trying to say i prefer you with straight hair it could have made me value myself less, value my natural self less. And do you know, like, psychologically, how much that would hurt me if I'm walking around feeling like my natural state is not enough? My natural state is unattractive. And it just, for me, reiterates the fact that all oppression starts in your mind. Like, if you're trying to control a people, if you're trying to control um a society uh agenda all you have to do or a race is get in their minds tell them that they're not beautiful tell them constantly that they're not enough tell them constantly that they're not doing enough to try and look like other people tell them that they have to you know look like other people and assimilate to get respect to get attention to get affection and for some women that can be like their sense of validation that like oh straightening my hair i'm gonna get these kind of comments or oh wearing my hair naturally i'm gonna get these kind of comments but what what it's all rooted in is us having a choice having a choice of having to sh of how to show up to any certain event whether we're going to an event going to a party going to the mall how i show up should always be enough how i choose to show up should always be enough so I want to conclude in saying that, well, I don't, I don't want to say that Will Smith was, was right to slap Chris Rock for that comment that he made. But I want to, I do, I will say that his joke was, was just, it wasn't, it wasn't a good joke. It wasn't a good joke because, you know, that it was, it would have been if she had the choice voice to shave her hair huh huh if she chose to be bold maybe it would have been funny right but the reason that she's bold is because she has a disease she has a sickness something happened to her and she doesn't have a choice but to show up that way to look that way now this person is teasing her about it it's literally he could have said the same thing about like a cancer patient treatment or somebody that shaved their hair because of cancer because what she shaved her hair because of alopecia but you're not going to make a joke about a woman who had cancer and she shaved her head and be like oh gi jane so why are you going to do that to a black woman hmm i'm gonna let that sink in i'm gonna let that sink in so yeah so all my beautiful brown angels out there that are listening however you choose i'm not saying i'm not telling you guys to, i'm not forcing anybody to look a certain way i'm not telling you how to show up but what i will tell you is however you choose to show up is good enough it's always good enough and don't believe anybody that tells you that it's not and you know that that could be your employer who you know that that one is a fight that we have to that is like a, on a big scale and we need to do a lot in order to 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 force people to accept us the way that we are but you know the all, the only thing that it's going to start with is yourself accept yourself the way you are accept that you are enough 
however you are and whichever way you choose to show up is perfect it's beautiful it's it's done you're done enough you're beautiful enough it's enough for that event thank you so much for listening to today's episode of let's speak about it i have been your host kudrano thank you thank you for listening and if you are listening to this on spotify there is a poll underneath that you can participate in I would really appreciate um, if you guys could be interactive with the with the podcast. Just helps me to know, you know, what you what you guys are thinking. This podcast is for you, and I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Catch you guys next week on the podcast. Take care of yourselves, ladies. Bye, and gents, and um, non-binary people, and them. Everybody, please, please, just take care of yourselves and love yourselves. Sun your head is my sun